Hello and welcome to all you happy Vikings fans uh, to the Vikings Territory Breakdown podcast. I know Mark and I are just giddy. We now reside in Giddyapolis. No, I, or maybe I should call it Grittyapolis after the Vikings and Justin Jefferson knocked wow. down the, the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers and uh, boy, the son of packing. That was uh that was as, as complete of a uh, win the Vikings have had. I can't remember when, after a couple of years. And, I mean, every facet of the game. I'm Joe Oberle, senior writer for VikingsTerritory.com and PurplePTSD.com, and I'm joined by my buddy Mark Craig, who is the NFL insider, Vikings writer for Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. And Mark was in the press box yesterday just waiting for the collapse of – of the Vikings, you know, with this new regime and new coaches and new players and everything new and old Aaron Rodgers trotting in to just spoil their parade, but it, but it didn't happen, did it, Mark? No, I mean, I, I, I picked an 11-point Packers win. In hindsight, I probably, sh- I probably should have studied their offensive line a little closer. Yeah. Um, what, they, what they put out there was, was not NFL caliber. Both tackles are out. So, uh, uh, the guard has to slide out the right tackle. The backup center has to play right guard. Um, but in saying that, you know, to me, and I'm going to write about this for tomorrow's papers, this is the second best coaching debut in, in Vikings history. And, and you can't get number one because no. you'll never, you'll yeah. never have another expansion team that beats George Hallis in 37 to 13. But coming, this, off, to me, coming off an NFL championship. Uh, I don't think they were. Were they? They were maybe sixty. I they, uh, but whatever. I'll look uh, that up. I always thought that was the case. So, um, and, and that's uh, it. Bumps Zimmer. You know, Zimmer in uh, in 2014 went to St. Louis, won 34 to six with a defense that had that had given up um, the most points in the league uh, the year before. Yeah. Um, so uh, now, uh, Kevin O'Connell might want to. Um, the, the full circle on this is Kevin O'Connell might want to cross his fingers on Friday because the Friday after Zimmer's big opening win was when Adrian Peterson got uh, got indicted down in Houston. So uh, and a couple of days later, they lost to the Patriots 30 to seven. So uh, the worm can turn quickly in the NFL, as we all know. But to me, it was a, it was a fantastic debut, a clean game, only three penalties. Um, he mixed his play calling very well. Managed to to keep both a star receive superstar receiver happy and a superstar running back happy and sixty some thousand fans. Although it did start off with uh, uh, the Packers were the Packers fans were winning the uh, the first quarter uh, with the go pack go and all that stuff, uh, but you didn't hear a whole lot of them after after the Vikings started slapping them around. You know, just looking at it on TV, they they didn't. Well, at least maybe the places that they were showing didn't have as many Packer fans as usual. Maybe for this one, some of the Vikings uh, season ticket holders held on to their tickets and did not sell them so they could pay for the rest of their season, which is what they've done in the past. But anyway, well, I think you you would you would have heard them if uh, if the kid catches that bomb on the yeah. first play and the, and they play better and they win the game. You'll you hear them. They were there. They're, it's not like they weren't there. They just. That's you know, true. You, there's, you, not you, lot, there's not a lot to say when you're getting just you know drummed around the field. They had nothing to cheer about for uh, almost in, well into the third quarter. 
Well, you know, it's as season's over, it's unfortunate for this podcast. We don't have anything more to do because according to Packers fans, Vikings won their Super Bowl, which is that every year when they play the Packers. But you know, that's three in a row for Kirk Cousins over Aaron Rodgers, and that's five he's now five, three and one against Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, a lot of Super Bowls are racking up for the Vikings now when they play the Packers there. So it would seem, wouldn't you say, Mark? So so Kirk Kirk is better than Aaron. I'm not MVP, saying that. Right? I'm just stating facts here, Mark. You you can speculate well, that if you want. If you really think Kirk yeah. is better than Aaron, you can say that. Um, so, somebody said that um, that uh, Jefferson was being serenaded with MVP chat chance yeah, after one yes, of his lines. And but how do we know it wasn't Kirk? Huh? Dual MVP. Uh, yeah, that co MVPs. Yep. Last time we last time we had co MVPs was uh, Peyton Manning and. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the, the quarterback from the Oilers. Um, Warren Moon. So maybe, no, no, it was after. And so maybe it's it's time for co MVP. Yeah. Oh, uh, McNair. Now was it McNair? Yes. Yeah. yeah. McNair. Yes. Um, I got to say, I broke protocol today, and I'm doing it all because it's a big win for uh, the Vikings over the Packers. There are rivals. And I, I took off the Mankato Brewery hat, which I wear every week, you know, for. You know those reasons why. So I still got to get it up there. But I got a little Vikings, got a little color on tonight. I know it's it's not, uh, you know, you might, you know, uh, not find happiness in that since you're a, a grizzled old veteran, unbiased reporter who hails from Cleveland and did get a win yesterday. But I got my Browns hat. Where's my Browns hat? My Browns hat's around here somewhere. See, there you go. I knew you had one of those. So anyway. Uh, uh, no jerseys. Well, I actually do, do have a jersey, but it's from years and years ago. Let's let's get was, into the heart of it. Let's let's start with uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, talk a little bit about the offense. It, it, the guy was unstoppable, and I, it's the big burning question is why didn't they cover him? I mean, why? What what's what was the game plan? I mean, you re- heard later from Jair Alexander, who would have loved to lock up one on one with him and follow Jefferson all over the place, but uh, Kevin O'Connell moved him around, got kind of like a la Cooper Cup, and you never knew where he was coming off, and they let whoever take it, and boy. They, they they couldn't cover him. They or they just didn't. He was open. My brother was at the game and said that uh, he was open all over the place, and it just that's amazing to me. Well, it's a combination of the guy is an exceptional route runner, and it's also the fact that the Packers, for whatever reason, didn't do not have enough respect for the guy. To uh, you know, the, 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 when they play again, the plan will will definitely be different. I, I, there will be someone shadowing. Uh, take your best guy, put him on, and see how that works. Um, there was, I think, the 64-yard um, touch or catch was was the one where it was like, holy mackerel! There's there's like 10 yards on either side of him. It's it's what what's going through their mind. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, but we also have to like look at this guy and and I mean the the the, the defense was her- atrocious. That the plan for him was atrocious. But this is one of the smoothest. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not in the. Uh, I can't put him with Randy Moss. I just no, can't do that. At not this yet. Not but yet. this guy is. Um, and, and people talk about what what Randy's numbers were after three years compared. Randy, you know, Randy's not a, a guy from the '80s or '70s. But Randy played in a in a different era. If you put Randy in with with all these defense, where the defense can't touch anyone, uh, Randy's numbers you know, would have been even better. But I'm just saying, this guy is so smooth and so quick and so fast. 
and he's a he's an exceptional route runner. Um, he's he's making him he's making him look bad. I mean, the plan was bad, but he made it look worse. Yeah, his running style to me is is deceptive. He doesn't look as fast. He doesn't look like maybe uh, as fast as this Christian Watson who who did drop that first pass uh, for the Packers. And he's supposed to, he's a, supposed to be a burner or a Jamar Jamar Chase, but he gets down there. He, I think it's quickness, you know, and in the route running and and just he can cut like nobody's business and just finds a little space. But then he catches it nine of eleven targets for 184 yards and. Uh, you know, the strange thing, Jair Alexander said, we our plan was they didn't want 18 to beat us. Well, well sure did. I, I don't, I don't buy it because uh, that you would have seen more attention. Even, even, even Jefferson was a little surprised that they didn't get more of the yeah. of the cloud, the show coverage, and uh, he was like, yeah, but, but I'll take it. So yeah, and, 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 and you can't do that with um, with Kirk Cousins' you know ability to he make Kirk can make any throw. Kirk, uh, with time, if he gets time, can make any throw, and he's he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks that you're ever going to see. So uh, that combination, um, you know, you got to get to Kirk, you got to rattle him, you got to like knock yeah. him around, which they did early on. Kenny Clark had some some hits that you know, like on a third and two, that was supposed to be such a quick throw, but he beat Ed Ingram so quickly and, and hit Kirk so quickly that they couldn't even do a, a quick passed for three yards to feel it. It was uh, rushed and incomplete. So you, know, you mentioned that 64 yard play. That was a great play by Kirk stepping up in the pocket. You know, uh, he, he, I was w- listening to his chat afterwards, post-game conference. He was saying he might've should have run on some of those, but he stepped up big time right into the pocket. Just like, like we'd been asking for him to do forever and hits, finds Jefferson come, coming free across. And it, for 64, it was, it was a beautiful play. It was endemic of what Kirk did the whole game. He, I thought he, he looked as confident and cool and uh, um, I don't want to say comfortable, but uh, just in command of what he was doing uh, the whole. Well, game. on that particular play is one one of the my five extra points that I write about. It's uh, it's like very small picture. And you, you find things, and with with an open locker room, it makes it a, a great, I think, a great element because you can go to each guy that you can't get when there's just Zoom calls and all this. Right. So on, on that particular play, uh, Ezra Cleveland is has Kenny Clark one-on-one. For whatever reason, as the game wore on, you saw Kenny Clark going away for Like, he had two great swim moves, one past Bradbury and one that that, that uh, Ingram was completely befuddled and barely had it turned around, but the guy was past him. Yeah. But then, but then uh, it was a, the series later, you know, because they move them all around. He he had a nice bull rush against uh, against uh, uh, left right. tackle and um, Darisaw. Christian, yeah, yeah, Darisaw and um, a senior moments today, Joe. Yeah. Uh, it's against Darisaw. He had, you know, and then but then he, he's he's against Cleveland on that play, and Cleveland held his own. Actually, Cleveland ended up you know riding him, you know, creating some some space in the pocket mm-hmm. and, and actually driving him to the ground at the end of that play. So that's how Kirk steps up. Kirk, you know, if if Clark d- does what he did to uh, uh, Ingram earlier in the game and Bradbury earlier in the game, you know, Kirk gets sacked and stripped and probably whatever, but you know, that's, you know, if they can protect Kirk like that, that's what Kirk can do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really make a good point. If, if that's what we have been uh, struggling with for the past, how many years of why, why Kirk didn't do this or why didn't do that. And why did he settle for this check down? Why did he throw behind the markers? 
that he was so rushed. If, if, if this is the Vikings of the future with, with a better offensive line, I'm not going to say it's superb yet, but it was really good yesterday. There are a lot of things they can do, and we should probably have uh, – we'll probably have to send Kirk some uh, – uh, mea culpas, uh, you know, because uh, he, they, the Vikings just struggled prior regime to to improve that offensive line in in short time and and get it changed around for him. And if you got an accurate quarterback and guy with a strong arm and who uh, who's got a head on his shoulders, you know, that's 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 what you see in down in uh, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady, but that's what he yeah, is. Please. I uh, had a stronger uh, arm than Tom Brady personally, but uh, well, Tom Brady's pre- still pretty smooth. Uh, yes, he can, Tom can still make every throw, uh, but like you know, I don't want to because you know one thing about Rodgers that, that's made him the MVP, and I've said it a million times is he makes everyone around him better. Yep, he didn't do he he wasn't able to do that yesterday, but we got to look back a year ago. They, we we were talking about the Packers getting beat thirty five to three, I think it was by. Uh, the Saints, uh, and then the Packers didn't go away. And, you know, so it looks terrible for the Packers right now. It looks terrible for for uh, Rodgers. But, you know, I wouldn't go to sleep. On, I wouldn't go to sleep on the Packers. Right. What this, what this tells me is that this team is, um, and I thought there would, you know, and there still could be a learning curve coming with the coaching staff and everything. Um, but this team uh, – all the things they told us how they were going to approach the preseason, the offseason, um, their sports science and everything, you know, hats off because they they got to week one and all the things they said that they could do uh, without doing some of the traditional stuff, they did it. And, uh, you know, so, you know, that, that's – that's uh, we, we had talked about wanting to see some footprints in the snow. Yeah. Well, their first footprint is a yeah, – you know, I want to. I don't want to get overboard on this, but you yeah. know, their first step was was about as impressive as it could be. And yeah. and, and and U.S. Bank Stadium also, you know, that really helps. If they're in Lambeau, I don't know if it goes that goes as, as convincingly as it, it did. Is that pass so, mark? It's it's not that yeah. loud. You know, then all of a sudden, the, then all of a sudden, the the collar starts tightening. I was like, "Oh my God, our defense is like." I mean, Patrick Peterson gets torched that badly on a play. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday, and some rookie comes and torches him. But, um, you know, I, I, yes, I agree with you. I, I will go that far with the Packers, and I will look at the offensive line that they're going to get Bakhtiari back. They're going to get some other players back and, and they're going to get their offensive line and they're going to protect Rodgers and it's going to make a better team, but they still got to throw to those receivers and uh, Devontae Adams is not walking back in the door. So that's going to be a little bit of a bump in the road of that. The Vikings made them because of that. They were one dimensional yesterday when they started running in the second half, it got a little tougher for the Vikings because Dylan and Aaron Jones were, were gashing them a bit. They, they were good in the first half against them, but when they had to go rely more on the run and stay away from that. So I'm just saying, yeah, do not fall asleep on the Packers. They're a good team. And you can't since you got them in the Super Bowl. Uh, and <laughs> sorry, man, this is my week. This is hey, our Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. You're, you're. So anyway, it, bro. you know, I, 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 uh, I, uh, yeah. And, you know, this week, and this is what I tell you, you know, you said it several times. I saw you tweet it, and I saw you write it in your five points column this morning, talking about the scheme that KOC put together and moving Jefferson around and, and the balance that they had on, you know, uh, uh, pass versus run. Um, 
I, I like you to talk a little bit about that, but I would also like to answer you answer the question is how is that going to look next week and they finally got some tape on what he's doing. I mean, he's obviously trying to make uh, you know, pattern Jefferson in the way they did handle the Cooper Cup down in LA last year. And so people are going to see that. So they're going to see that coming. They're going to see a more balanced off of them. I mean, what, what do you think happens? I mean, I guess we won't talk about that yet, but is it we, we shouldn't expect it to be so uh dominating as it was yesterday. Well, no, no, you, you don't walk through the NFL blowing everyone out. I mean, uh, they're going to, you know, I, I hate to break the, this is breaking news on our, on the podcast, but they're not going to go 17 and 0. Uh, no, fairly, fairly confident in that. You can't go 17 oh. and 0 until you win oh. the first one, Mark. Now, come or, on. Or, or 20 and 0 and win and win the Super Bowl. But, um, no, we'd lose yeah, round after 17. I mean, it's, uh, you know, people are going to see it, but they still got to stop it. You know, people saw what the 49ers were doing in the 80s, and they and the 49ers could have handed them the play sheet and said, "Hey, here's what we're going to do." And then, but they blocked it and they executed it, and they, you know, it helps having Hall of Famers all over the place. But um, you know, the Vikings got some some awfully talented players, uh, and and say they they do uh, pay a lot of attention to. Uh, Jefferson. Well, Thielen had a pretty quiet game, you know, yeah. so Thielen steps up. Irv Smith, you know, works his way in. Um, Dalvin Cook suddenly, you know, Dalvin Cook had a workmanlike game, but yeah, Dalvin did. Cook's also capable of having a 225-yard all-purpose type of game where he's the star. So they got a lot to work with. And what I liked about um, O'Connell was that you know, he had 20, I think, uh, 27 first down calls. He had 16 runs. He had 11 passes. Now, the last five in a row, I believe, were runs. But you know, first half, and they're leading 17 to nothing. It's 8-8. Uh, early in the fourth quarter, where you know the Packers are that score, or the Packers had scored, and you now it's a 13 point game. It's like, are they going to wobble? You know, um, it's it's a 11-11 run to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he was able to give. Uh, Justin Jefferson, like I think on first downs, three catches for 118 yards and a touchdown, while also Dalvin Cook getting uh, averaging six yards a carry, like 10 carries for 59 yards. So um, just a lot of mix and mix, mix. And and in particular, one I really liked was they're up against the goal line. Dalvin obviously runs it on first down. He gets four yards. Then they get a first down that's first and 10 at their 11, you're thinking, okay, they're going to maybe pass it. Uh, but then he comes back with another Dalvin Cook run. He, Dalvin gets nine yards. And then you're like, I, I, I'm looking at it going, I wonder, wonder what they're going to cause. I'm really focusing on first downs. And that's when they hit, uh, I believe, is when they hit uh, Jefferson for the 64-yarder because I think the Packers were thinking run because Dalvin had just run for nine yards twice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I thought that the guy really called a – very uh, varied game, and it's uh, it helps when you're blocking and you're catching and you got all these stars. But yeah, but you still got to have the game plan. Mark, did 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 you see more runs in the second half? Were they trying to eat some clock when they had a twenty point lead and uh, you know originally got? Yeah, to- yeah. I mean, that's why I think it finished five ahead on the running. You know, yeah. Um, you know, you get you get ahead, and uh, you know, I think we saw Madison a couple times in there, and uh, a lot of Madison yesterday. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, we should. I mean, it's yeah. You know, Dal. It's a long season. You know, Dalvin. I don't know what his touches ended up being, but um, they got the talent at running back to kind of 
keep everyone fresh. One more question on KOC. What did you think of that? Uh, was that, you know, what have I got to lose? I'm, I'm in my honeymoon period. That, that fourth and one at the five-yard line touchdown pass to Jefferson. It was a great call because he was so wide open, an easy, easy play for the Vikings. But gutsy call there to not take the, the points against your arch rival at, uh, or not. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. Um, you know, you're seeing that so much in the NFL now. I mean, Ke- uh, Stefanski, you know, watching the Browns game before and, uh, and several games, it's almost like you're you're surprised anymore when guys don't go for it in certain situations. Yeah. Whereas in the past, you were like, oh, my gosh, why why aren't you getting the field goal? Why aren't you playing the field position game? You know, and Zimmer, as old school as Zimmer was, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Zimmer uh, went for a lot of fourth downs, too, in those situations, yeah. I, I believe, especially whenever he, he got to the point where his defense was was giving up points at the end of halves and, and where he felt that he didn't have the, the best defense uh, personnel in the world when he's losing some of his pass rushers and his defensive backs. Um, you saw him go for fourth downs quite a bit too, I thought. Probably more often with him with uh, AP or Delvin Cook up the gut. I, I thought this was a nice play called because uh, a little misdirection, put, putting Jefferson in motion. And uh, I don't know, I think the Packers, I saw one view of it that they just didn't follow Jefferson. And boy, he was wide open in the corner for this. Probably the easiest catch he made all day. Yeah, and to me, it's uh, you, you flip flip it to the other side. Uh, and I wrote about this was the fourth fourth and one call that the Packers had at the goal line. You know, I if I have Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if I split everyone out, run shotgun, and then hand off, you know. Right. So, you know, it, granted, it's, it's execution and everything too, but the Vikings certainly weren't fooled by that, by that, you know. Right. Aaron, like, let's spread them out and then run it. So um, that could have been a better play call. I, I'm, I'm letting Aaron Rodgers throw it. Yeah. Um, uh, we're we're going to talk about that defense that I, I thought was lights out yesterday against a, a future Hall of Famer. So let's take a quick break on the Vikings territory breakdown where they pound nails into the back of my house here, putting up a fence. And, and we'll be right back with more on the Vikings uh, victory over the Packers. Come on back. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings territory breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, a lot of big questions about this defense coming in uh, the last two years under Zimmer and, and the previous regime were, uh, were underachieving for his entire tenure there. He had great defensive theory. He, he, he created a great defense and it kind of went by the wayside the last two years. Well, they had to get in a lot of new personnel and they did. And they got uh, probably perhaps for this game, bringing in uh, Zedarius Smith as an edge rusher was a huge deal. Vikings had four sacks. They were in Rogers' face. They they pressured him. They uh, they uh, in the backside. They didn't uh, they didn't allow his his young receivers to get open. Um, it just it was it was uh, a great victory for Ed Donatel and his defense. It was a little surprising how how well they played against Rogers, but man, was that fun to watch. Well, if um, when you have a pass rush that that they had, when you have a healthy Daniel and a healthy Zadarius and uh, Dalvin Tomlinson was, I thought, was his probably his best game as a Viking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you noticed him, you know, he, he looked he looked comfortable in that defense. Uh, all the new guys, I mean, Harrison Phillips looked outstanding. I thought Jordan Hicks. I mean, Jordan Hicks was probably the defensive um, player of the leading, game. I mean, leading a, tackler, fourteen tackles, nine solo on a sack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a quiet presence that you don't expect a lot of splashy plays, but uh, he played. He I, and uh, 
I've, in college? No, in coverage yesterday. I oh, mean. coverage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you have the rush that they had, like I was getting ready to say, when you have the rush that we had, that they had, you you know, suddenly you're you're not complaining about Dantzler and coverage or or um, you know uh, Breland and stuff like that. You know, where you're just like, oh my gosh, what what? Why can't they cover? Well, the 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 pass rush wasn't there after Daniel got hurt and Everson was gone, and uh, so you, now you got this this rush and cover um, that's you know, working pretty well. And, um, you know, going back to Hicks, it's like, uh, yeah, they, they didn't like Vikings fans normally would be complaining. Cause you know, when everybody came in with that forearm into the back, I'm thinking there's going to, they're going to throw a flag. Not that I would have, I wouldn't, I, I'm against that over like officiating, but you know, that you didn't even get your, uh, you guys didn't even get your call that you normally complain about. There's no, it's, the Vikings are, the Viking, it's a Monday after a Vikings game, and no one's talking about the official. How about that? That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, they this didn't staff, get, the staff. They did, you didn't get screwed this time. The first time in the history of the NFL. This officiating staff is, is notoriously, they throw less flags than others. But, of course, uh, all week long you hear, well, that's because they're playing the Packers and they never throw anything against. So, yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about, and that's all right with me. Um, we can't we, – we could complain about – the Vikings had three penalties. The Packers only had two. So there it is. That should, Total there bias. it is. Total bias. Um, they did play well. I mean, and other players made big plays. Eric Kendricks made that huge deflection at the end of the game to 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 uh, sock it away. You know, he uh, Tanya and the tight end from Green Bay was in the end zone, and Eric Kendricks was in front of him, reaches up and bats it away to on fourth down, which was a huge play. Mark, talk about that goal line stand. And uh, what you saw there, I think you wrote about that for this morning's paper. That was a pretty big deal for the Vikings. They had fourth and one, and you, you kind of alluded to it in the last segment. Yeah, I mean, I, Harrison Phillips, to me, uh, you know, he's right there. He's the first one to make contact. So, he, you know, they, they couldn't move him a foot back. And uh, obviously we saw Zadarius Smith come off, come off the edge and help make that tackle. Uh, Eric Kendricks, you know, comes rushing up and basically helps break up uh, the double team on, on Phillips uh, by, you know, hitting the center and um, just a, a very aggressive, um, you know, I guess I was expecting, you know, one reason you picked against them is because you're just kind of expecting an entirely new defense and a uh, new offense, some sort of like, you know, breaking in period. So going back to, you know, and I sort of rolled my eyes when they said we practiced against the, we got those practices against the, uh, the 49ers and stuff like that because it's not the same, I don't think. But whatever they did to get ready, you know, they were ready. And that's, that's impressive. Um, you know, it wasn't, wasn't a whole lot of sloppy play, not a lot of penalties. Uh, and in big moments, uh, their, their big players, you know, stepped up. Um, and that's, that's a moment where it's 7 nothing, And, uh, you know, it, it, there's a couple of different times there – you know, obviously, the first play, defensive play of the, of the game for the Vikings could have changed the game. That yeah. that goal line stand changed the game. So, um, yeah, the the defense, uh, you know, and there's gonna they're not gonna play this well all season long. So we're gonna hear and, and and let's let's face it. What are we talking about if they if the game's either closer or they lose? Obviously, you know, Donatell's defense is soft. You know, the first play yeah. of the game, it's a it's a touchdown. You know, they pounded it in on the goal line, stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, 
the Packers helped them out a little bit by dropping a touchdown that completely fooled their defense, uh, but they also played very well. If, if, uh, if this kind of play from this defense continues, start certainly next week against Philly and the Lions and beyond. Um, I mean, you, 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 you touched on it. You said they, they, they played, uh, they played clean. Uh, they played discipline. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking through the game. This is so different than what we've experienced at least this last two years in the in the Zimmer region. <laughs> there was a lot of time where the, the numbers of penalties were outrageous for the Vikings. They had three yesterday. They were they were in double figures some games here in these last couple of years. Was Zimmer losing them? Were they? Was their effort waning where they just didn't want to play? You know, I grant it's the first game of the year. I don't know. I, I'm just wondering what the heck because it's almost a switch that went off in the way they played yesterday. They were, maybe they were happy. Maybe Kumbaya is just more wonderful than grumpy, grumpy grandpa on Monday morning. I don't know. Any thoughts there, Mark? Well, they were healthy. I mean, uh, yeah, they're healthy. Uh, yeah, that's they're true. Healthy. They're healthy. They're, um, you know, Zimmer, like the penalties, uh, you go back to, to, to 2020. I don't know what the penalties were, but he had to play uh two and three corner rookies at cornerback. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, any, anybody who has to do that's going to be saddled with a lot of penalties, a lot of, you know, blown assignments, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, you look back at some of the, some of the bigger problems that they had, you know, it was rookies, you know, the, the picture of the Twitter picture of, of Harrison Smith, you know, looking at cam, um, going cam, you know, cover your guy and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, um, you know, so, so a lot of it had to do with, with being young guys, uh, you know, suddenly they lose their pass rush, you know, Everson was playing lights out, then they lose Everson, uh, Daniel, you know, they lose yeah. him for almost two full seasons. Good point. So Good. you're having a lot of backups. So, you know, what's going to happen when it's not, it's not, uh, if it's when, you know, who are going to be the guys that have to miss time and who are the guys that are going to step in? And and replace them now. Now, granted, you know they they their number one draft pick, who's gonna I feel is gonna be an exceptional player, doesn't play, you know, because of an injury. Um, so they have a chance to be even better whenever he gets up to speed. Yeah. Um, but you know, what's gonna happen whenever they lose if they lose a Hicks or they lose Kendricks for a little bit of time? Well, didn't you have that quote? It might have been an Andrew Kramer story, but I thought maybe it was in your story. It was either Tomlinson or, or maybe it was Phillips talking about the communication from Ed Donatel, how how almost relaxed that he was in 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 communicating what he wanted out of his players. Do you think was that was that in your story? Do you recall yeah, that? Yeah, that, that that was Hicks talking about um, Hicks. Okay, just just how they were, um, you know. I, and granted, you hear a lot of this when when a team wins. You know, yeah. but it, we, we we knew you know when they lose, you don't hear. Oh, don't you hear know, my mellow here? Come on, this yeah. is the greatest yeah. team ever assembled. When they lose, you don't hear they. Oh my gosh, my coach didn't didn't do a damn thing. He didn't help me at all. We didn't know what was going on. Sometimes you hear it when when players get frustrated and it's a what you're hearing really, in the other locker room yesterday. That's for sure. A really tough season. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was kind of like you know, he said he's the most uh, you know calm, transparent. Guy yeah. He's been around and uh, he wasn't around Zimmer. So that's not a Zimmer shot. Uh, so um, yeah. It, now some of them, like I feel was tight. You know, I, I asked him about, cause there was a moment where uh, like when Kirk threw short of the sticks and uh, like the Packers had just scored, it's 20 to seven. And 
and uh, they have to uh, punt because it's right. third and six, and Kirk is completing a four-yard pass. You're like, oh, here we go. Hang on. Uh, and then they came back, and the next series is when he he opened it up. Uh, it's almost like O'Connell said, "Hey, we, you know, we need you to go. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna play close to the vest uh, and run the ball. We need you to make and some I plays." Think Zimmer and, would have done that, wouldn't he, Mark? And he's possibly, yeah, I think so. Uh, so so Kirk throws a 22 yard uh, first down pass to Thiel, and then he makes a nice uh, throw and and a better catch on the third down to Jefferson. Um, so, and I was talking to Thielen about that and he's like, cause I've never been on a, an offense in my, you know, I, I've never been on off, offense. that has been this free and this, um, attacking all the time. And, um, so Great that quote. was, that, that was a definite, you know, like I'm happier this year than I was. Like. Yeah. Cause he has that Zimmer his whole time, right? Oh no. He, um, he started with Zimmer. Uh, I think he was here. Was he off underdrafted out of Mankato? Yeah, he's he. You know, that's a definite shot to Zimmer. I would say. I think he he might have been there when Leslie was there, but I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's where Zim made his biggest mistake. I think was the transition from Gary to Clint. Yeah. Uh, it, it, when you're when you're your head's on the chopping block, you needed someone better. You needed a guy that wasn't you know cutting his teeth, you know, just because his last name was Kubiak didn't mean it was going to work. So right. uh, that was a huge mistake by Zimmer. Um, the offensive line, let's talk about them because that was a definite difference yesterday. Kirk, Kirk had got was sacked once, pressured another time uh, in a big way, maybe a couple more, but he stepped up, stepped around. I think he had confidence in the offensive line. They put, I did not, you know, I heard Ed, Ingram's name a couple of times, for, certainly on the sack and another one that, that he got blown back, but I didn't hear Garrett Bradbury's as, as much as you usually do. And there certainly hasn't been a complaint. Derisaw and O'Neill played great and Cleveland, you were uh, citing him earlier. He had an excellent game. What if, you know, I don't think the defensive line was second string over there for the Packers. I thought they had, they had a pretty good defensive line and they, they don't have Zadarius Smith anymore, but you know, um, coming to rush the passer. But, you know, that was a pretty good defensive line, and the offensive line did looked really good against him, I thought. Yeah, I think the tackles are, are growing into uh, – uh, well, O'Neal is uh, – O'Neal plays with a confidence now, and O'Neal is um, – you know, he's always, you know, he's always big and strong, but O'Neal has also shaped himself uh, in a way that he, he looks completely different now than he did – was it four years ago when he came in or mm-hmm. his first and second year, he, he kind of looked, you know, uh, former tight end. <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't look quite big enough. And he also looked a little, you know, soft, softer, uh, but man, he's, he, and, and he's developed and he's, his confidence that he plays with now is, uh, is as high as it, as, as it could be. Uh, and I, and for me, um, Derisaw, the game's never been too big for Derisaw. It's like, he's just, He's a left tackle, and and the biggest knock on him was can he stay healthy? He get dinged um, up. He's, I don't believe I thought, so. I thought but, he came to the sideline. He kind of walked off. I think he was walking something off, so it must not have been in it because I don't think he missed much time. But that's the only question about him. When he's yeah. on the field, he's he's built for this. Uh, Cleveland is Cleveland. The best thing to say about Cleveland is whenever everyone's complaining about the offensive line over the past two two three years. You rarely mention Cleveland's name, which is you know that's as an offensive lineman, that's what you want. Uh, Bradbury had there was one move on Kenny Clark that it, he you know got 
didn't, he didn't get like physically overwhelmed by Clark, which I thought was was impressive. Uh, but he, there was a move that he made to get past Bradbury. Um, he had some some decent blocks on Bradbury. I, I'm thinking the Packers, for whatever reason, didn't. I, if I'm the Packers, after those first of those uh, those moves earlier in the game, I would have had him right against Ingram, just pressuring Ingram the yeah. whole time. But yeah. he moved around. He moved around. He didn't spend as much time over there as I. After those early after the early success that he should have, I thought. But um, but yeah, the, the offensive line played you know winning football for sure. I mean, this is what they have to do. You know, if you're going to win with Kirk, it's got to be clean. They got to play clean up front, and they can't be. You know, one thing about this offensive line that you that would just you know hit them over and over and over again, especially when they had, had Udo at, at right guard. But you get you get in the red zone and it would be a holding penalty or it'd be something where you're moving backwards and that just kills an offense. Um, you didn't see that this time. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that they, they don't mention Cleveland's name enough, and I try like hell on this podcast to not mention the name Cleveland as much as possible. There you go. We have to. Unfortunately, it's got a great name. It's a great yeah. name. Um, yeah, I got, I got to give a shout out to the second half Vikings offense, or at least the guy that put points on the board, Greg Joseph. He was money yesterday at three of three field goals, uh, two extra points. And one of those field goals was 56 yards, his career high and tied a Vikings record, uh, Blair Walsh and, and another guy that, that was on there at 56 yards, longest ever field goal. Um, you wonder oh, if he's been freed up by somebody looking over his shoulder, perhaps. I don't know, but he was looking good. The other one guy is Paul Ettinger, and I believe That's he right. made that he made that as a game winner against the Bears, like in two thousand five. Right. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I was laughing because I, you know, I said, I said if you know Zimmer, if he's got a little voodoo doll down there, I said the needles aren't working because they had. <laughs> uh, you know they had a they had a takeaway in the clo- in the final two minutes of the half instead of giving up points. Um, and they you know, opened field- up the second half with one. Right, it's field goal. Oh yeah, yeah. And field goals are you know they're going in from they're dropping in from fifty six yards. Um, <laughs> they're not missing. Uh, so it's like it it felt uh, you know the offense is you know the fans are loving the offense and stuff like that. Although there were some years where you know they, I mean. Zimmer had two guys get head coaching jobs because of how the offense played. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So, but I'm just saying they kind of had this like this anti-Zimmer stamp on it in the field oh, goal, God, the 56 yarder. So it was it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure, uh, sure I mean, it was. It, but I mean, it, it was. You know, I, I'm a Zimmer guy like you. I, I liked him. Um, uh, I think we're we're learning more and more how he's different. I'm not saying that we are. We can put that away as never having been good because it was very good for, you know, off and on throughout his career here. Uh, we're seeing a change. It's got to continue before they can uh, – you can really put the stamp on it as, okay, this was the right move. This is the way to go. This is how you coach, you know, players today. And the old school is kind of, you know, morphing into the background. But you mentioned it. No points at the end of the first half or the end of the game by that defense, and and the offense actually helped it out, you know, by not just giving the ball back. I mean, that's what we were crying for last year. Here's a point: uh, the Minnesota gave up zero points in the final two minutes of the half for the first time since 2020. You know, that's amazing. A whole year without doing that. So anyway, um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, 
I, um, I'm, I'm in Giddyapolis. I'm in Giddyapolis. Uh, I suppose I should uh, compose myself and uh, we'll take a quick break here and come back. We got a few more things to talk about. Some of the, some of the negatives that came out of the game for the Vikings, there weren't many. It might wow, be Wow. Negative. You're getting negative on us. That's right. You got, you got, you know, I got to put this other hat on and talk about, you know, this isn't a negative, but uh, you know, I can't you talk need- about it. Go you ahead. need to have your man, Mankato boys pay you for all this as free. Damn right. Shouldn't be free pub. Well, you know, anyway, we'll talk about that. But come on back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. Thanks. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, you know, it was a great victory yesterday for the Purple. Um, uh Sorry display for the Packers, which is fine with me. I hope it continues for them, and I hope it continues for the Vikings. Uh, but uh, not everything was sun, sunshiny. I, we, we saw our future Hall of Fame cornerback, quarter, one who we're relying on with uh, all these younger guys coming up. Patrick Peterson got burned on the first play of the game that could have turned that game the other way. I was reading some stuff about it, and it sounded like Rodgers was poking a little fun at him after he says, hey, we got you, and and uh, he was looking in for the short pass when he saw this. And and Rodgers said after the game, he says, yeah, they had worked on it. They, you know, he says, we should go for one long, deep, you know, let this Christian Watson who can, can, can go run down there. But, boy, he threw it right through him, right in his mitts, and it went through his arms and, and uh, changed the game. But, anyway, Patrick Peterson, he got burned in another one out of for a first down later in the game. And I was going, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't fall apart in front of us because the – the the uh, cornerback room is was was a little dinged up yesterday. Go ahead. Well, it's funny because I, I I was joking with him. Um, so I asked him, you know, first of all, I was like, is this how I talk, you know, kind of lobbed some softballs at him and said, hey, you know, is this how it works when you have rushing cover, blah blah blah. And then I wanted to get to that play and and uh, he's I asked, you know, so how happy were you when uh, when uh, he dropped the ball? He goes, oh, for sure, I was happy. And then I. Uh, I said, well, what happened there? And, and you know, he's right. I joking with him. I said, his answer told me, I said, that tells me that you're, you're, uh, you're, you're too good and too old to, to uh, feel like you need to lie to the media because he's like, because uh, he, he played it out. He said, you know, when they come out in that formation two you know, two by two with two receivers on either side, he goes, he goes, all their tells, all their, their signs say it's a short pass. He goes, I was playing the short pass. And he goes, it was also a bit of a filling out period with with Watson not knowing his speed. Mm. Um, so combination of you know, a veteran guessing wrong um, and, and, uh, and then also realizing that the, the, the kid that he's, you know, guessing wrong on has the ability to fly past him. So <laughs> they found out just uh, how fast this, this Watson kid is. Um, but uh, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I mean – uh, Peterson's not going to be winning. He's not going to be shadowing any uh, speed demons all over the field. But in this defense, the way they play it, um, his value is in some zone coverage. And, you know, just his, his veteran savvy, well, the veteran guessed wrong on that play, and it, it could have been disastrous. And we'd be talking about – we wouldn't be laughing about it right now. If Vikings fans would not be laughing about it right now if we were – trying to, to dig in what happens. So um, it's one of those lessons learned, I guess, even you can learn at any, at even at 32 in this league. Um, so, uh, you know, wasn't as much 
I mean, granted, his his physical skills are not what they were when they when he was 22 years old. Uh, this was a fifth, you know, his fifth overall in the draft. So, uh, but you know, to me, it's just a veteran. I guess wrong. It's uh, it, you know, if your physical skills aren't that good, your your head better be good. And you know, it, it you make a uh, great. That was a great conversation you had with him. You wrote about it in the paper, but. Uh, um, just like this, and maybe in baseball and pro sports, I mean, all your prep is 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 giving you enough idea to go into that game for for tendencies and what they might do. And there's still guessing involved. There's guessing in baseball. If, you know, they're going to try to disguise a pitch they're throwing at you to to make you. And you're it's happening so fast. You do have to guess. It's not constant, but uh, your preparation is going to set you up for maybe less mistakes like that. And and. But I mean, it's just funny to hear him say you're guessing, but things happen so fast. You have to kind of get your reads and then and then make a decision and maybe commit to it. Or or what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, you'll see, uh, you know, that's also his first time. It's his first live football since last year. So, yeah, um, you know, and you can you can simulate that that in practice a little better when you're, you know, in his position. Um, but, you know. To me, you know, there's a double move that he's, that's made there. You're not going to see a whole lot of more, you know, guessing. I mean, this defense is like uh, one of the strengths of the defense is there's more eyes on the quarterback. So I think that he needs to – he'll learn not to not to, to, to jump that double move like he, uh, like he did. So, I mean – Right. It's just kind of weird when you're talking about a guy, you know, he'll learn. I mean, this is, you know, this <laughs> is a guy that's, that is one of the, you know, better corners that's played. And um, – but – yeah, it's, it's probably what it's gets part of it's all part of getting back into the season and everything. Yeah. He'll 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 be fine. And they and he they you know just as they didn't have any uh, tape on Kevin O'Connell's calling of this game, uh, you know the Vikings didn't have any tape on what they're going to do with Christian Watson, and and they they just dialed that up. They talked about it all week. Yeah, let's what, why not? Let's go big on the first play. They're not going to expect us to do that, and that's that's exactly what yeah. I mean, you see so many teams do that that you're you're surprised when teams do get caught off guard so so much. Yeah. Uh, I look back to the when Zimmer went when they, they went to Cincinnati last year. I believe the first play was that with KJ. They they scored a touchdown. It was like a fifty yard touchdown. Yeah, I know. The, I know the Bengals also scored on a deep ball to Jamar Chase, but I believe. There was one game where the Vikings did that. The Vikings, you know, scored on, a, I think, the first play on a deep ball to KJ, I want to say. But, um, you know, I'd almost like uh, – I'm always like a little like – makes me wonder how you could be surprised because you do see a lot of teams open up that way. Yeah, it, it happens more. I mean, it's a great way to take a, a, team, uh, a crowd out of a game if you're on the road or get your 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 – stands fired up when you're at home so yeah it's, it's a nice play if it works um speaking of the cornerbacks there was injuries to both uh andrew booth and dancer i understand dancer reading the tribune that he had cramps so I, i'm not too worried about that but do you know what happened with booth it was a re-aggravation of his ankle that he hurt in one of the preseason games or well, I, I believe it was his i believe it was his quad that he hurt um and you kind of wonder if I, mean, I don't know what the seriousness of it we haven't had uh we're doing Zoom calls today. Um, I haven't heard anything today, um, but he's that he's a guy that's came in with a with a you know the knock on him was injuries. If he yeah. wasn't so if he didn't have all these injuries, he probably would have been a first round draft pick. So he's a good player, uh, but you got to stay healthy. Yeah, what uh, you know the CB the quarterback depth was tested yesterday because he both had both those guys on the sideline and 
I don't even know who, who were they throwing out there, for, you know, because they, they, I guess they, Caleb Evans was part of it, but they right. also they bring up somebody from the practice squad. To, was that Evans that they brought up to play just for this game? Well, Caleb Evans, you know, can win in. I, I didn't watch the corners enough to know. Um, was watching other things in, in my yeah. uh, my job assignments. Um, That's so, right. Yeah, I mean, but they, you know, it's that, that they need, you know, you're, you always need one more, as Zim says, and, and yeah. uh, so uh, Booth is a guy that you know is a, they invested a, a, a big pick in him. He's got to figure they got to figure out a way to keep him healthy. You're exactly right. I was going to ask you about Ed, Ed Ingram, but we talked about him a bit. Um, he's going to get better, I think. Don't you think? And well, you know, he's going to be tested again this week when they go against uh, <laughs> uh, Philly, big time, on the guy that you said they should have drafted. Um, I wanted to ask about Irv Smith a little bit. It sounds like, you know, I mean, I think uh, uh, Munt got like 40 snaps and uh, Irv got 19 and, and he, even Ellison got, got uh, a number of snaps. So they're kind of bringing him back slowly from this uh, thumb surgery, uh, Irv Smith. Yeah. And I think Munt coming from the Rams, um, mm. you know, I think KOC, uh, Kevin O'Connell, and um, Wes Phillips, there's a comfort level. I mean, Wes Phillips was his position coach last yeah. year, and there's a comfort level. He's the guy that's been practicing. He's the guy that's been playing. He is not uh, as physically gifted as Irv Smith, and but in a situation like this where Irv, you know, I, it's, it seems to be the, the right way to go because they've, they've made a lot of right moves, uh, and this could be one of them, and that bring him back slowly. It's because uh, I know he was running and everything, but it – uh, you just throw them out there live, you know, something else gets hurt. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see a problem with, especially whenever you, you start getting the game, you know, in hand and you're in control of the game. Um, you know, why put him out there when you could have another, another week of, you know, with just resting, get, getting healthier, getting the thumb better, getting more comfortable and, and all that. So game shape, um, yeah. I think, you know, I, I think that they, they handled that well, you know, month, had the the first catch of the game, twelve yard, right? Uh, one of those first down throws that they I came didn't out. have that one. I didn't have that one written down for month to get. Yeah, the first and then I, I believe he had another five yarder on first down, and then they started running the ball. It was yep. kind of a nice mix. And I, I don't think anybody was is thinking, you know, him on the first play of the game. So yeah, that's another. It was another. I feel good call. Yeah. Um. Do you uh, – let me ask quick before we move on to the NFL. Do you have, do you have any, oh, this my, is our, my, my dog, It's he's celebrating the Browns' victory. It's a dog punch. And here he was. He knew he knew that we were going to start talking about the NFL and right on, right on cue. So what else did you see happening? It was pretty exciting first week. There were some surprises out there that, that nobody expected, but uh, there, there was uh, – the NFL is undefeated when it comes to surprising its viewers and uh, keeping them. Oh, I mean, I, I I would have done better picking games if I would have purposely tried to pick the team that loses. I was, was going to ask you yeah. how you did on your pick. Oh my there. god, uh, I I don't know. The, the carnage is so bad. I mean, I I took I had five picks in one survivor pool. I had four picks in the other survivor pool. I went. I got Denver tonight in both of them, but I I went one and three in one of them and one and two in the other. Um, oh. I mean, Tennessee, I, I never would have guessed that, yep. uh, uh, Cincinnati, I, I, that one made me feel bad because I, as, as a person that grew up watching the, the hall of fame 
<laughs> the team of the seventies kicked the crap out of the Browns. And, and the fact that they just, they never go away. It's just the Steelers are always there. Tomlin's been there forever now, and he's never had a losing season. Trubisky, you know, they're, they're going to, the Pittsburgh finds a way. They always find a way. And uh, that one I didn't feel good about, even though it was, it was at home. A lot of road favorites this time and just uh, didn't know who to pick on some of these games. And um, I mean, if you look at the survivor pools, I mean, every, we had, there's one of them that I'm in has 5,000 people. Like 2,200 people got wiped out, and another 600 or I have Denver tonight. So Denver could very well lose that game in Seattle on a Monday night. But I think the winners of the week were the, the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, the, yeah, and the disappointing ones were, you know, Cincinnati coming out. Even though Cincinnati should have won that game, you know, to come out at home and, 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 and turn the ball over as much as they did. I mean, it's sort of impressive to watch. Joe Burrow, it's very it's like a far throwback game where you're, you know, the guy's having a, you know, his passer rating's probably like ten, and and he's got four turn four interceptions, and he's at the, he's there at the end of the game, you know, putting him in a position to where they should have won the game. You get an extra point blocked with with no time on the clock, and and, uh, and then you go into overtime, and you're you're it's because the, their long snapper. You know, snap the ball about six feet in the air, and uh, yeah. well, they miss they miss a chip shot in in overtime. They should have won that game, but he was a know, backup long snapper though. He just got brought. Yeah, really yeah. Good. Well, it's, he'll he'll never he'll never work again. I'm sure because that was <laughs> if that if that's if that's your film if that's of you on tape you'll never snap again in the league. Yeah. Uh, and but uh, the Rams, you know, the Rams, you know, I know they lost a lot of talent, including Von Miller, who helped you know, destroy their, their, their mm-hmm. uh, first game back from this after the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I, the Buffalo Bills, uh, I think are, you know, the team that I'm looking at going that that's how we all wanted you to start. Granted, it wasn't perfect, but Josh Allen looked like an MVP The defense and Leslie Frazier looked really good. Got to be um, worried about uh, uh, Stafford's arm on the Rams against those bills. He, he did not look good already. Yeah, and, you know, and and, and uh, Andrew Whitworth, who who helped kick off the game, he's he retired. Uh, I was joking that I think he's going to be signed by the fourth quarter because Von Miller just toyed with the guy. I mean, the combination yeah. of speed and power and, and all of this. Uh, uh, and the new coaches, uh, you got one more going tonight, Hackett, uh, with, the, with the Broncos. But all four uh, first year, first time NFL coaches won yesterday: O'Connell, Dable. Um, guy in Chicago won. Um, oh. yeah, so wow, and, uh, how about that? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, a lot of turnover in the league, uh, a lot of new blood coming in. And as as Vikings fans saw, it's uh, you know, in Minnesota, it was the you know, whether you like Zimmer or not, the time for change had, had arrived. Um, and they went and got a guy that they you know, raved about and said we could stay super competitive. Uh, it's a competitive rebuild. They said all those things that we sort of teased them about. And, uh, you know, through week one, it's uh, – you know, they put their money where their mouth is. Yeah, I got to say, you know, speaking of a team of the 70s, I grew up watching a team of the 70s too, Mark. Fortunately, they didn't – they weren't the well, team. Well, yeah, I don't think you were – you know, they, they came up four Super Bowls short of uh, the one that was beaten on my team. Twice a year. I just had to say that. Um, 
you know, speaking of that team, uh, one of us picked the game correctly last week in our little prediction segment. One of us uh, did not. Uh, I I picked the Vikings to win, and I said because they didn't oh, have any receivers. Pardon me, shocker. Shocky. I didn't pick them every time last year. I just pick them when they to win. That's when I pick them. So, um, and I thought, you know, the, they would have trouble with the uh, Packers would have a little trouble without those receivers. I I hope the Vikings wouldn't be hung over from not playing in the preseason, but it sure looked like the Packers were a little bit from not playing their starters in the preseason. So uh, it couldn't have been better. Uh, it couldn't have been a more enjoyable game to watch for the Vikings. Our collars did tighten a little bit as we got near the, you know, the Packers scored. And then like, as you pointed out, the Vikings went down and threw underneath the sticks and had to punt. So um, it was, it was, it was like, you know, a typical Vikings game. And it looked like it could have gone either way, but they, they turned around and stuck in there and, and and got the win, and I'm very happy about that. You know, I mean, maybe next time, Mark, uh, on the prediction, you know, you got another chance this week. The Vikings are traveling to Philadelphia to play the Eagles, who beat the Lions yesterday 38-35, to and which I don't know who that says more about, but Jalen Hurts had 90 yards rushing and a touchdown, and uh, – God, uh, they had uh, uh, several – he had some touchdown passes. Uh, what do you see from them coming in, and, and and what's your prediction for that game, sir? Well, I think Jalen Hurts had as many carries as he had completions. Uh, you know, I, I've been a guy that – I haven't been a Jalen Hurts believer, and yeah. but he's a guy that's it's hard to defend. Um, I pick the, the Eagles for one reason uh, – is it's it's in Philly. It's on Monday night. If they're playing here at US Bank Stadium after after that Packers win, I pick I'm going with the home team. And it, it to me it's if they're here, if Philly's coming here, I'd pick the Vikings. But I that's a that's to to play this clean two weeks in a row, going on the road, Monday night football. And it has nothing to do with Kirk's record on Monday night. It's just the fact that Monday night at home on a Monday night on the road is a hard place to win. And um, so I'm going to go, I don't know a score, but I think it'll be a close game, uh, but I, I'm going with Philly and a close win. I think it's going to be the uh, 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 Jalen Rieger revenge bowl, and he's going to return yeah. two punts for touchdowns. Uh, um, this will be a tough game. I thought the last one was going to be a tough. I was all week long. I was thinking Packers, Packers. I said, Nope, Nope. I don't like those receivers. So I went with the Vikings. I don't think I can pick the uh, Vikings to lose with this hat on, so I'm going to have to go with the purple. You know, and, and t- until until they show me something different, Mark. Until I'm doubling me- down. <laughs> I shouldn't mention. I shouldn't mention that name on the podcast. No, you shouldn't. Uh, until they show me that they can get beat, I I, I think I got to stick with them. I I, I think it'll be a fun game, and uh, it'll be on Monday night. Uh, it, and it, it uh, you know it's got to make a. And a head coach nervous, you know, coming off the big win because he'll get all kinds of interviews and such. And, and uh, you know, he's there. He's got to be up. And we know what happened to the Vikings when they when they won the, the uh, 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 Minnesota Miracle. He tried Zimmer tried to tamp him down all week, but he couldn't do it. And they went out to Philadelphia and they got their hats handed to him. If that's uh if that's anything, that might could get ugly, but we don't want to have that anyway. So, uh, so it's one nothing, and for the battle of the beer between Mark and I for the season. So let's see how it goes. And 
Uh, any any closing comments you you want to make before I sign us off? Sounds like your dog's coming in your back. You know, it looks like the door just opened. He wants to say something. Right? Well, yeah. So I'm just trying. You know, we got to keep track of this because I want to I want to see that what situation will cause you to pick against the Vikings. If they win this week, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. What well, if they if it what, what's week three is what Detroit at home? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guarantee. To you right now, if they win, I will pick the Vikings week three. Yeah, I, I, I would think you should. It would be a wise bet to me. I think even if they lose, even if they lose, I, I, don't, I don't see them losing to Detroit. Uh, you know, I, home, this but... is going to be a tough game. I'm, I'm sticking my neck out here because the Eagles are, I think, a better team than the Packers showed yesterday. So they, they might be more ready to go. You know? Well, there's a lot of teams that are better than the Packers showed yesterday. Yeah. There aren't many worse, uh, and that includes number 12. I mean, they – Hey, before I go, what the hell happened in Chicago yesterday? Rained. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was torrential. No, I I, I didn't watch. I just saw it in the background. I was watching the Browns game in the press box before the Vikings. Um, but, you know, and this is not me, you know, dissing on, on Trey Lance. And obviously, I don't know what the numbers were. And, and the way it rained, it doesn't matter what his numbers were. But I – do not believe that you just insert Trey Lance. He becomes a you know winning uh, quarterback that can take you past the NFC Championship game. I think the you know the 49ers might be thinking that too because you bring Garoppolo back uh, as a backup when they had every intention of just of getting rid of him. Um, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I think it's going to take some time. Uh, and that's why you know I didn't wasn't I didn't I stayed away from it with my survivor picks. Um, because I, I didn't like the you know, 49ers were favored by a touchdown, I believe. Um, I just wasn't buying it that they were going to go into Chicago and do that, even though the Bears are, you know, at the beginning of their rebuild. Um, so I, I think it's the 49ers not being as good as uh, people are saying, and also the weather. And you got Dak Prescott who's out for several weeks, so we're going to see maybe Cooper Rush when they when they do come to town again. Oh my God! Oh my. I think I remember that name now. <laughs> anyway, well, that's going to do it for us this week. This is a great victory for the Vikings. I hope they have another one coming up this week. We'll be back to break that one down on the Vikings Territory Breakdown podcast. And, uh, boy, enjoy this one. It, you know, it, it's a great way to start the season, and it's uh, uh, hopefully there will be many more behind it. So until next week when we're back uh, – I'll uh, first say thanks, Mark. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. And thanks, Mike Oldham, our producer in the background. Uh, I'll say I'll sign off like Joe Johnson, who created this thing, uh, always did. And we'll let him do it. Goal.